When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. We'll very quickly go over last night's Thursday night football game, as well as break down everything that you will need to know for week 14 injuries, a player to start, a player to sit, as well as going game by game, talking about who we think will win, as well as finding some upsets. So all that and more coming up on Wake and Take. So sit back, relax. Sip our coffee and enjoy the show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome in. It's a beautiful Friday. We've got football coming up this weekend, the last wake and take of the weekend on Friday mornings. We start things off usually by talking about Thursday night football. Well, if you tuned in to yesterday's show, I was honest with you. I, I did not end up watching this game. Tuned in a couple times, of course, saw the highlights, saw what happened, and I guess I just have to only really apologize for saying how boring of a game this would be. It was at least kind of exciting. You know, they hit the over. Bailey Zappi had himself three touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott went over 100 all-purpose yards, scored himself a touchdown. Hunter Henry had two touchdowns. Deontay Johnson got a touchdown. Mitchell Trubisky uh, threw an interception in classic Mitchell Trubisky fashion, but still, it was a pretty standard football game. It wasn't that bad so I apologize for that and then I apologize for not being a bit more firm on Ezekiel Elliott I said that he'd get you there in PPR which of course happened but he got you there in standard too he got a touchdown he had a good bit of receiving yards he got the rushing yards it didn't look that bad either so Ezekiel Elliott looking like someone that can actually be started rest of season as he looks a bit sprier than he did last season with this full workload so anyway not much to take away from that one other than that like I said I didn't watch it so I don't want to bore you with a bunch of details that I don't even really know about um, but hey, football is football, and that's a lesson learned. I shouldn't have just been so upset about that game and did not want to watch it. But hey, good one. Good game, fine game. We'll move on though, as we talk about all the injuries that you need to know and keep your eye on this weekend. There's a ton of them. There's an absolute ton of them. So we're gonna go injury by injury. I didn't do many limiteds unless it was people who had been out. So again, we're back to the did not practice mode. First things first is Lamar Jackson did not practice yesterday, however. It was just an illness. I assume that Lamar Jackson will be fine. So don't really worry about it too much. He has, uh, he's just sick right now. Maybe not even going to practice today as we'll find out, but he should be good to go by Sunday. Dawson Knox, we talked about yesterday. He's looking like he will be returning. He did have a full participant in practice this week. So Dawson Knox should be full go against the Chiefs on Sunday. Again, I do believe that it's not going to do that much to Dalton Kincaid really, if at all. Dustin Knox had no games above 25 yards or three receptions this season and really was not that productive in terms of fantasy football. He's just out there on the field. So don't worry if you own Dalton Kincaid. And then also, uh, you know, it'll just add like a little bit of a red zone threat for Josh Allen, but no major concerns about Dustin Knox returning. Next, we talked about Hayden Hirsch yesterday, how he's, you know, out indefinitely, uh, basically reverted into, you know, a lesser brain. Uh, He has the the super mega epic concussion, as we called it, 
Uh, but he actually picked up a limited practice. He picked up a limited practice yesterday. Hayden Hurst was out there practicing with the Panthers despite his uh, amnesia, his post-traumatic amnesia caused by his concussion. So just a quick little clap from him as he seems to be a warrior. I don't know how he did it. I definitely was not expecting him to be on the field at all this week. Uh, but there he was. He did it. Hayden Hurst out there practicing this week, looking like he might actually return this season instead of retiring, which many were speculating given the severity of this injury. But hey, just again, a little clap for Hayden Hurst, who was limited practice yesterday. Don't think he'll be back this week, but you know, maybe in a couple weeks, actually, he could return. Now, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the Bear, the Browns quarterback, uh, he is limited now coming off of his concussion protocol. He could be activated but it is looking like Joe Flacco will probably still be the starter. He had a pretty decent game last week, uh, just a more standard quarterback. And I think the Browns would probably just roll with him at least one more time just to let Dorian Thompson Robinson fully recover from his concussion. But still, I do expect him to at least be activated and probably the backup quarterback on game day. The next injury we have on the Browns is Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper has a concussion and a ribs injury. He was out last week. He was not practicing again this week, so don't count on Amari Cooper in your lineups this week. Same with Christian Watson. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend that Christian Watson's playing this week. He had that hamstring injury or something pop up towards the end of the game. Uh, I'm really at the very end of the game on Sunday Night Football this week, and he is still not practicing all week. And his quote himself is that he doesn't think he'll be ready. He's unsure if he'll be ready for Monday Night Football. So I'm not expecting Christian Watson to play. And even if he does play, it's hard to imagine a hundred percent Christian Watson which means that ceiling is just instantly zapped away and it's going to probably go to some other Packers receivers. So don't worry about starting Christian Watson really at all this week. Next, we also have Aaron Jones who picked up a limited practice. It is looking like Aaron Jones will be returning this week. We'll probably get some more Aaron Jones on the Packers backfield this week, which is good news given they've been scrounging for scraps with James Robinson, with Kenyon Drake, with bad AJ Dillon. So looking like Aaron Jones will be back for that Packers offense that is clicking and firing all cylinders the past few weeks. Dalton Schultz, the Houston Texans tight end, is not practicing as well. It is looking like he will be out yet again this week. So fire up your Brevin Jordan. Uh, and Noah Brown is probably also still set to have a smash game with the absence of Tank Dell. And then if Dalton Schultz is out too, then we're just talking about the middle of the field being wide open for that guy. So look for Noah Brown to be, uh, you know, get a little bit of uptick in volume if Dalton Schultz is out again, which it's looking like it. So fire up your Brevin Jordans as well. Jonathan Taylor is still not practicing, not that we expected him to. He already had the couple-week timeline on his table, uh, but still still not practicing for Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss is going to be out there yet again. Trevor Lawrence, this is a fun one. Trevor Lawrence has actually picked up another limited practice with his high ankle sprain. I think at this point, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to play. I think he's going to tough it out. Again, we saw uh, Patrick Mahomes do the same exact thing last season and play okay. Now, Trevor Lawrence is not going to have any mobility, so don't count on any of that Konami floor that he kind of gives. It's not the most in the world, but he still gives you something on the ground. Not expecting that at all. Expecting pure pack pocket passing from Trevor Lawrence and also for them to rely on their ground game a bit more, looking for Travis Etienne to see a few more carries and probably Dearness Johnson if he gets mixed in more as well. Expecting you know more passes more runs from the running backs on the Jaguars, more standard offense if Trevor Lawrence does play, which, I mean, with these limited practices, with the way he's uh, presenting himself in interviews, it is looking like Trevor Lawrence will be active this week. Isaiah Pacheco, this is an interesting one. This popped up out of nowhere. Isaiah Pacheco has a shoulder injury and did not practice yesterday. 
Now, Isaiah Pacheco is a dog, and we've historically seen running backs play through some shoulder injuries. So I think Pacheco will probably be playing this week, but maybe look for him to run a little less angry and not run straight into contact with the shoulder injury. But we've got a great game against the Bills. So if Isaiah Pacheco is out there, even at less than 100%, you've probably got to fire him up because he still has a chance for a touchdown. But definitely keep your eye on it as, you know, this could end up sidelining him if he doesn't pick up a practice rest of week, especially if the shoulder injury ends up being something a bit more major than just some soreness or something. Another one we have is Josh Palmer. We saw his 21-day activation window get get brought up uh, for his, uh, coming off of injured reserve. Josh Palmer is limited, so I'm not expecting him to be activated this week. Josh Palmer is still hurt. He might get activated here in the next couple of weeks, but for this one, I'm not expecting Josh Palmer to come off IR. Tyler Higby, he scored himself a touchdown last week, but it's looking like he will not be playing. He has a neck injury and was not able to practice. Durham Smythe, another tight end, was not able to practice for the Dolphins. Not that he gets a bunch, bunch of volume, but still wanted to mention him as it's not looking like he will play. And then on the Dolphins as well, Raheem Mostert and Tyreek Hill were both given rest days. They did not practice yesterday, but don't panic. Uh, they, they were reported as rest days for those two, so they should be fine going into their matchup this weekend. Another did not practice, and this is a lot of them. These All of these players I'm about to name off are Saints. Uh, that are having some injury concerns here. We have Kendra Miller still not practicing and Rashid Shahid still not practicing. Taysom Hill is now not practicing as well. He picked up a foot and hand injury and Chris Olave did not practice with an illness. So Chris Olave should be fine, but I would be concerned about Kendra Miller, Taysom Hill and Rashid Shahid. If all three of those guys are out, we're looking at an Alvin Kamara smash game. So definitely keep your eye on that because it would be amazing if Alvin Kamara could get the action. Now, we also have Derek Carr, who picked up this injury on Sunday. A lot of people were expecting Jameis Winston to come in and start this week. I don't think that's going to happen. Derek Carr has been picking up some limited pack practices this week, is battling through his concussion, rib injury, and shoulder injury, his throwing shoulder. But still, to see these limited practices from a quarterback like Derek Carr, I think he's going to be active. We've seen it already this season where we thought Jameis Winston was going to get the start and then Derek Carr just powers through an injury to be able to return. He just plays through his injuries. He's a really tough guy. Seeing these limited practices makes me think that Derek Carr will be active on Sunday. So just keep your eye on that and potentially try to sell your Jameis Winston while he still has some arbitrary value. Next, we have Aaron Rodgers, who last week we had his 21-day practice window opened up. He is still limited practicing. Again, I'm not expecting Aaron Rodgers to return this season. The Jets' playoff hopes are all but smashed, so I don't think Aaron Rodgers would come to a dead team, especially so quickly from an Achilles injury. I think this is all just a publicity stunt at the end of the day. Also, Brees Hall on the Jets. He picked up an ankle injury this week. It is looking like he will be playing, per his own words. Brees Hall came out and said that he expects to play this week, so don't worry too much about him. Elijah Mitchell. Not that he's been getting much work, but still concerning to see another injury pop up for Elijah Mitchell. And this one is another knee injury. Elijah Mitchell is not practicing this week with a knee injury, looking like he will not be active in this week's matchup against the Seahawks. And speaking of the Seahawks, yesterday we talked about Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet not practicing. Today or yesterday, uh, they did start practicing. They both picked up a limited uh, practice this week, which means to me, I think that Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet are both going to be playing this week. I would just expect some sort of committee because neither of them are at 100%.
But I do think this being a must-win game against the San Francisco 49ers, that Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet will be playing. And that's suggested, of course, by their limited practices. So that is all the injuries I have for you guys. Let me see. I see some comments in here. I'm sure that we're going to talk about a few of you know takeaways here. Uh, the Knox return does impact Shakir. Thank you so much, Mlad. That is a great point. The Knox return would affect Shakir, not Kincaid or anything, but I do think that makes sense. I see a lot of start questions. We'll wait to do those at the back of the show. Um, yes, uh, Anthony makes a good point too. With Kendra Miller not practicing and Taysom Hill also not practicing, Jamal Williams might actually see some action. Not something we had been seeing the past few weeks with a fully healthy arsenal of weapons on the Saints, but now we could see Jamal Williams sneak in for sure. All right, so yeah, see all these start sit questions from you guys. I'll definitely get to those at the back of the show. But first, let's talk a player that you must start this week. And I'm going to go with James Cook. We've got the Bills-Chiefs matchup, so of course you want to start really anyone in that game. But I feel like James Cook is someone kind of fringy that a lot of people will be questioning in their flex spot. I'm going to say you have to start James Cook against the Chiefs. First off, the Chiefs are middle of the pack against running backs. They allow the 14th most points, which is pretty good. But also he scored 16 full PPR points in three straight weeks and has crossed 100 total yards in three straight weeks. I think that they will rely on him in this game, and he will not only get some pass catching work, but also a good bit of rushing volume. I'm going with James Cook against the Chiefs. I think he needs to be started up, and I'm going to go with a 20-point projection. I think that James Cook will eclipse 20 points in this game. And my sit, it's basically all Bears running backs, but also Deontay Foreman, you know, Khalil Herbert, and uh Roshan Johnson like specifically I guess that is all the Bears running backs but basically I'm saying to sit them they're playing the Lions this week which are top four against running backs and when you have this much of an unclear backfield I just don't want to risk it especially this week being week 14 it's a must win matchup for so many fantasy gamers out there that I feel like the Bears running backs are one that are very very questionable you have Deontay Foreman, you have Khalil Herbert, you have Roshan Johnson, and you have Justin Fields getting some carries. It is very hard to want to rely on any one of these in a must-win matchup, so I'm just going to set them on my bench this week. So that's my must-start and must-sit. Let's go game by game. I'm going to share my screen. We'll do as usual. We will talk about the Yahoo Pick'em League, see what we can get ourselves into, talk about some of these games. Uh, we've got an interesting slate this week. Um it's not the worst in the world, not too bad, not too shabby, but here we go. As you see, I didn't pick Thursday night football, but as you all know from tuning in yesterday, I did think the Steelers would win this one, so didn't even matter. But Falcons, Buccaneers in Atlanta, going with the Falcons. This is a must-win matchup for the Falcons. The, the winner of this game will be first place in the NFC South and control their own destiny into the playoffs. With that being said, I think the Falcons are going to be fired up at home and take it to the Buccaneers and win this one for sure. And I think that Desmond Ritter has himself a pretty nice game in this one. I'm expecting a decent Desmond Ritter game. Next, we have the Lions versus Bears, and I'm going to go with the Lions uh, winning this one. Obviously, they're just really good at football. I know they've had that loss on Thanksgiving week, but still, I think the Lions will be able to beat the Bears yet again. And plus, the Bears are fighting. They are very close now, especially with the Patriots winning, to be able to earn themselves that number two overall pick. There's a very high chance that they could have the number one and two this week if they lose out. Uh, so I'm going with the Bears, you know, maybe keeping it close with the Lions, but ultimately losing. We have the Colts Bengals coming up. I'm going to go with the Colts. Uh, actually, no, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think the Bengals will keep it going. We just saw them beat the Jaguars last week, so I don't see why the Bengals wouldn't be able to keep the momentum going. 
I think that, you know, Jake Browning is going to continue to play well. And a lot of it, again, is going to come from Jamar Chase. And we did see the unlocking of Joe Mixon in last week's game. So I think that'll continue. So actually give me the Bengals over the Colts. Next one, we got Browns, Jaguars, and I'm going with the Browns here. I'm going with the Browns here. We're going to have less than 100% Trevor Lawrence. And to another extent, also a less than 100% Travis Etienne, who's been limited all week with his injury. So I'm looking for the Browns to actually win this one. I'm expecting low points. In fact, I might say to sit Travis Etienne, while I do expect a lot of volume for him, uh, or really just the Jaguars running backs in general, I just don't like this matchup. I think it's going to be some tough sledding, and I'm not expecting a lot of points to be scored. Next, we have the Saints-Panthers. I'm going to go with an upset here. I'm going to say the Panthers get their second win of the season. I'm going to do it. I think that the Panthers will end up winning this game, believe it or not. We have a very banged-up Saints team, and the Panthers are playing better without Frank Reich now. I think they'll go into now their second week without him and be a little bit more fired up. And, you know, working through some kinks that they worked through last week, I think the Panthers will actually upset the Saints in this one. Next, we have the Jets-Texans, and we've got to go with the Texans here. This is another one that I'm not expecting a lot of points to be scored. Um, I'm very worried about what C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins will, will be able to bring to the table in this game against such a tough Jets defense. If you tuned into Trade Gods on Wednesday night, I mentioned that I want to buy Nico Collins for the playoff stretch, but I might think it's a good move to wait until after this game to buy Nico Collins because there's a lot of hype surrounding him right now. He's going to get matched up against Sauce Gardner. And if he has a quiet game, then you're going to be able to obtain him a little bit cheaper. Now, of course, that is a risk as the schedule opens up for the Texans after this week and Nico Collins will have much easier matchups. But I think that risk is probably going to be worth it because I do think this could be a low scoring game. And I think Nico Collins could have some tough sledding for sure. The next game we have is the Ravens-Rams, and of course we're going to go with the Ravens here. The Rams themselves aren't at 100% right now. Uh, both Cooper Cup and Pukunku have kind of been battling some injuries. Kyron Williams, of course, playing well, but this Ravens defense has just been getting after teams really all season. I think the Rams are going to have a hard time here to win it. Going to go with the Ravens for sure. Vikings-Raiders, we're going to go with the Vikings here. This is the Pastronauts' first game with Justin Jefferson. I think that that'll be a very good connection. I do still think, though, going to go with a take here. I do still think that TJ Hawkinson will be the target leader on the Vikings this week. Josh Jobs just loves his tight ends, and TJ Hawkinson is a really, really good one. Justin Jefferson, still someone, of course, you've got to start, but I'm going to go with a slightly hot take and say Hawkinson out-targets him in this contest. I do think it'll be close. I do think that this will be a close one. I think both teams score over 20 points. I think that this could end up actually being a pretty fun game, this Raiders-Vikings, but give me the Raiders overall. Niners-Seahawks, of course, we're going with the Niners at home for this one. Plus, they're playing so well right now. Everyone's at full strength, and it's showing in the quarterback play by Brock Purdy, who's just playing at an unbelievable level right now. So give me the 49ers and give me a tough day for the Seahawks. However... I do think Jackson Smith and Jigba has himself another good game in PPR. Not sure about the touchdown or whatever, but I think he can get himself double-digit targets yet again. We have a tough matchup for DK Metcalf and Ward. So look for, uh, or yeah, yeah, sorry. Just look for um, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I lost my train of thought there. Jackson Smith and Jigba to have a pretty good game, at least in PPR formats. Next, we have Chiefs-Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills to win this one. I think they finally get over the hump and beat the Chiefs in this game. And uh, it's mostly just because Travis Kelsey's not playing that well. Patrick Mahomes isn't playing that well. It's looking like Pacheco is going to be less than 100%. 
So I think the Chiefs are going to have a hard time keeping up with the Bills. I'm going to go with another hot take here and say that the Bills win by two scores. I'm going to go with the Bills beat the Chiefs by two scores in this game. Next, Chargers-Broncos. We're going to go with the Broncos here. The Chargers just not playing good football, and the Broncos are. I know they're coming off a pretty bad week last week where Russell Wilson turned the ball over three times. I think that they get right against the Chargers and win this game as well. Next, we have the Eagles-Cowboys, and I'm going to go with the Eagles bouncing back in this one. We do have Dallas Goddard returning, so this will be very cool to watch what happens with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith especially, who has been on fire with Dallas Goddard out. I think it's going to continue. I know that there's a lot of people out there that think he's going to go right back to what he was early season, but I just think that Devontae Smith is too good to not get him the ball, and he's earned the right to get targeted over the last few weeks. And, you know, you just get into these mindsets as a quarterback, and I think Jalen Hurts is going to continue to lock on to Devontae Smith. I'm actually calling a Devontae Smith game in general on this one here. I think Devontae Smith is going to have a very good game. I think this is a full shootout. I think every single person you have on the Eagles or the Cowboys needs to be started all the way down to Brandon Cooks. Um, it's going to be a fun game. Very fun game with huge implications, as I do believe now with the Eagles losing last week that the Cowboys can take first in the division with a win this week. I think they'd have the same record. So it's going to be a fun one. It's in Dallas. But I think the Eagles continue showing the Cowboys that they are the leader in the NFC East. Next, we have the Dolphins-Titans. Give me the Dolphins here. Another Tyreek Hill game. Maybe a Waddle game. Who knows? Definitely a Devon Achan game who's just so good at football. But either way, Dolphins beating the Titans here. This is a very good game for Will Levis. If Will Levis can go out there and just sling it, and try to play some catch-up and have some fun, I think that that would be great. So I might actually look to buy Will Levis before this game because I think that this could be a, a confidence builder for the young quarterback going forward. And lastly, we've got the Packers-Giants in New York, Monday night football. I'm going to go with an upset. I'm going to go with an upset and say the Giants beat the Packers here. Um, Primetime game, Giants coming out of the bye. Tommy DeVito's got the confidence. Green Bay on a hot streak. I think the Giants end it. So those are going to be my picks. Really, the only upsets I have is the Panthers and the Giants winning. Oh, and Buffalo over the Chiefs is probably an upset as well. But I think these are some fun ones. I think we've got some good games coming up this week. And I wish you all the best of luck in your matchups. Now, let's go ahead and get right back into your questions before we sign out of here and get you all going to week 14. Starting at the top. How do you feel about Chris Godwin this week, Alec Pierce, and Cedric Tillman? I think Tillman has potential if Cooper is out. I would definitely start Chris Godwin out of all of those guys. I know he's not playing well, but at some point, something has to give uh, at some point, right? And Alec Pierce, he's boomer bust, and I'm not going to trust Cedric Tillman, even if Amari Cooper is out. You've got to just start yourself some Chris Godwin. Do you flex Jaden Reed, James Cook, or Mostert this week? Um, I would go with James Cook, Mostert, Jaden Reed in that order. I think that Cook is going to get you the best floor and ceiling. Mostert close behind. And then Jaden Reed, pretty good as well, especially if Christian Watson is out. But I just think these other two options will get you a bit more upside and floor. Cole Komet or Brevin Jordan? Let's go with Komet in this one. We've got the Lions matchup. They do have some good linebackers, but the Bears are going to have to score some points. And Justin Fields likes Cole Komet, so I'm going to go with Komet. Let's see. Dobbs or CJ Stroud? Good question. Let's just go with Dobbs. Let's just go with Dobbs. This is the whole reason we've been holding on to and waiting for him and expecting him to start. Now we have Justin Jefferson 
returning. He's got all of his weapons. They're going up against a soft-ish Raiders defense, whereas Stroud has a pretty tough matchup. Now losing his best weapon in Tank Dell, I think it's going to be tough sledding for C.J. Stroud that you can bench him for Josh Dobbs. Dontavian Wicks or Jalen Hyatt? Shoot for the moon and go with Jalen Hyatt. Isaiah Pacheco or Brees Hall? Both less than 100%, so you've got to play the matchup here. And in that case, it's Isaiah Pacheco against the Buffalo Bills. Ooh, defense question. Bills, Bengals, Vikings, or Jaguars? Um, let's go with... Let's go with uh, the Jag- the Jaguars. Actually, no, Vikings. Give me the Vikings defense. Give me the Vikings defense. They're going to score a touchdown this week. The Vikings defense scores a touchdown off of Aiden O'Connell. Jake Moody or Greg Joseph? Jake Moody. Roshan Johnson or Kyron Williams? Kyron Williams, easy. Kyron Williams, easy. Um, Will Levis or Desmond Ritter? Give me Desmond Ritter. Uh, just because I know I was just kind of hyping up Will Levis, but give me Desmond Ritter. I think that this being a must-win game for the Falcons in a divisional match to try to win the division, I think that it's going to come down on Desmond Ritter's shoulders, and I think he's going to get you guys a really good game, whether it be on the ground or in the air. I'm feeling a Desmond Ritter game. And then next, Deontay Foreman, Josh Kelly, or Chase Brown? I guess Deontay Foreman. Wow. If not, maybe Chase Brown. That's a tough one for sure. I wish you had some better options there, but it is what it is. But give me Deontay Foreman as he's the one that's, you know, most starting. Dallas Goddard or T. Higgins? Give me Goddard. Give me Goddard in his first game back. There was potentially could have returned last week, so I do think he's at 100% and will be able to get his normal workload. And given it's a shootout against the Cowboys, give me Dallas Goddard. All right, looks like I got through all the questions, got through all the news, the injuries, the matchups, all that fun stuff. So thank you so much for tuning in. This was Wake and Take, and you guys were a fantastic audience. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope to see you all Monday where I'll have the Ethernet cord back. So that'll be nice for this little out-of-sync lipness. Uh, but So that'll be cool to see you all then. Uh, and we'll talk week 14, what happened. So thank you all for tuning in. See you all again on Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profile on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Have a fantastic Friday, wonderful rest of your week, and good luck on all of your matchups. Peace.